Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, Darvin Ham was officially introduced by the Lakers. He held his first press conference and you know what? It was very impressive. My first takeaway from Darvin Ham's introductory press conference is the dude controls a room. Uh, he is very charismatic. He does um, have that kind of deep baritone voice that you just kind of can't help but listen to. Um, so in that regard, you know, he's he's fairly different from Frank Vogel. Almost polar opposites, honestly, um, from Frank Vogel. Not taking away from Frank, I thought he was incredibly bright. I thought he was very intelligent. I thought um, he seems like a very nice dude. Uh, but the way that Darwin kind of handles the press conference atmosphere um, was very different from Vogel. Not better, but different. The other main theme that was very pervasive throughout the entirety of uh, Darwin Ham's introductory press conference was the notion of sacrifice that uh, everybody, 1 through 15, Coaches, executives, everybody, you know, even <laughs> remotely affiliated with the Lakers, um, Darvin Ham is going to be expecting everybody to check ego at the door and do what is best for the team flat out. No ands, ifs, or buts. You are expected to perform up to your responsibilities, and you are expected to welcome those responsibilities, welcome those challenges. And never was that theme more clear than when Darvin Ham spoke about Russell Westbrook, who, by the way, was at the the, the presser standing off to the side. Uh, this notion that, you know, look, it's the number one reason, it's the number one question facing the Lakers this year is if Russell Westbrook is still a Laker next season, how are the Lakers going to make it work? And and Ham didn't didn't beat around the bush on this one. He said that they need to get Russ back to defending at a at an all star level at a at a starters level, and if Russ isn't playing at that level on that end of the court, Ham says that he is going to have to hold Russell Westbrook accountable and be able to hold Russell Westbrook accountable in the way that Ham knows how. So uh, that was that was great to hear. He, he said a lot. Basically, all of the the right things. Basically. All of the, the, the boxes that you would maybe hope to check, um, Darvin checked. But on this note especially, uh, the fact that Russ was standing there and heard Darvin say that there is no getting around this, you have to defend, that's important if this is actually going to have any chance whatsoever at working. The kind of chills moment of the press conference uh, came in a response to a question about you know coaching the Lakers and coaching the Lakers with LeBron and, and the expectations that come with coaching the Lakers. Um, Darvin Ham said this, quote, I grew up in Saginaw, Michigan. I was shot in the face by accident April 5th, 1988. You go through something like that, it's going to do one of two things, make you fearful or fearless. It made me fearless. I don't feel no pressure. It's basketball, end quote. Holy shit. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> if you guys could see the face I made when he just said, yeah, I was shot in the face. It was an accident though. Um, I, I normally have a pretty good poker face an okay one. At least this one maybe just kind of stopped what I was doing. And by the way, 
as this was going on, I had like three other meetings and a toddler to kind of juggle. And this still made me stop in my tracks with everything that was going on in the room. Hell, I think Avery might have stopped in her tracks um, just knowing the look on my face <laughs> as I responded to this. Badass quote. Sounded like something directly from Rambo. Really cool moment. Another funny moment, I was obviously watching this, going along with it, and at one point I tweeted out, hey, it'd be kind of interesting, it'd be nice to hear somebody ask uh, what Darvin Ham thinks the uh, optimal role is for Anthony Davis. And Ham didn't get too specific here. It was, it was a lot more kind of what the Lakers need AD to get back to. Um, in more generalities than X's and O's and, and all of that, I, I, I don't think the first thing he wants to say is, hey, the Lakers need this guy to be a center and the Lakers need this from AD. Um, beyond the things that I think most people hope AD is capable of, just get healthy, get athletic, get explosive again, and look more like the, the AD that we saw in the bubble and less like we saw um, out of AD before he got hurt last year. And, you know, it made sense. Um, it made sense that he would approach it this way. It also made sense that he wouldn't go out there. Like I saw some people on Twitter expecting him to, to say that, you know, <laughs> I don't even know what they were expecting, that somehow Ham would say uh, he was not ready to coach Russell Westbrook or that he had no plan to coach Russell Westbrook. We know he was asked about this. We know he answered that question and got the job in part based off of the answer that he gave there. Um, and most importantly, above all of this, the last thing Darvin Ham is going to do is on the very first day that he's the Lakers head coach is sit there and say, yep, yeah, not going to coach the highest paid player on the co on the team. There is no way to make that a roster work with that guy on it. Um, that was never going to happen. So I, I thought the answers that Ham gave to Russell Westbrook's fit on the team and the expectations with Russ, as well as the expectations and the hopes with Anthony Davis, um, both made a lot of sense when you consider the context under which they were given. The last thing that Ham, uh, or the last kind of note that I took away from this, and in a little bit, literally minutes from now, I am going to be recording a uh, conversation with Jacob Rood, who is following along and, and just finished transcribing uh, the Darvin Ham presser. But the other thing that Ham said that really kind of opened my eyes a little bit and, and raised an eyebrow from me was when talking about the similarities of coaching uh, Giannis versus coaching LeBron and and AD also to, to uh, an extent as well, was that in order for the Lakers to make life easy on uh, LeBron, AD, whomever, and the way that Milwaukee makes life easier on Giannis isn't so much, it, it, you know, it has something to do with personnel, obviously, and you guys to fit in these systems, but Darvin Ham really heavily hammered the word system, right? The, the, the notion that in order for LeBron to be pres uh, pres uh, preserved over the course of a season and the way for Anthony Davis to be optimized over the course of the season has a lot to do with the system that the Lakers run and, and how the moving parts around it make the game easier for those guys um, so that they can, in turn, simplify the game for everybody around them as well. 
It's a it's very much a two way street here. So it was great to hear Ham really. You know, there's often honestly the Lakers' Achilles' heel over the last couple of years is that they have tried to make life easier on LeBron in the regular season through personnel by having Dennis Schroeder on the team, by having last year Russell Westbrook on the team. And it's thought that when when LeBron is off of the court, those guys can carry the load. But what that misses, what that ideology misses is, hey, uh, at some point those guys need to play with LeBron too. And if you don't have a plan for what it's going to look like when those guys are out there with LeBron, then the, the it's you can't use resources on a player who isn't going to be out there when LeBron is out there, right? So I, I really enjoyed that that question from Darvin Ham and the response to this notion that the Lakers or how the Lakers are going to make life easier on LeBron, having more to do with system and more to do with with tactics than than well, I don't know why I said it like that way. Uh, tactics than than it has to do with personnel. Personnel matters, but you aren't trying to alleviate it just through one player so much as you're trying to make it work through more of a, a, a fully formed machine. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown. Again, I was very impressed by Darvin Ham. I am going to talk to Jacob here in a little bit, Jacob Rude, uh, who does Can You Dig It? And then um, who also obviously writes a ton for, for Silver Screen. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to talk to him, uh, for his thoughts on the presser as well. Um, so make sure you guys tune in for that. Make sure you guys check out Silver Skin and Roll for the exact quotes that I'm talking about in the context around them and some breakdowns of, of how and what, uh, Darvin Ham said at the presser. Um, and then, you know, continue to get ready for an off season as the Lakers either prepare for a summer that is, uh, you know, <laughs> building around Russell Westbrook or building with Russell Westbrook as a trade piece. Until all of that, and until I talk to you guys next, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.